And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Drew, head of Marknology here as today's host of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce, Amazon, entrepreneurship, you name it. Today's guest is a friend and a colleague. And before I make that introduction, let's get a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Today's topic is actually how to bring your direct consumer store onto Amazon. And for someone that doesn't know, direct consumer is you know your website, your Shopify, where are you selling your products? Um, and a lot of times people are getting something started on, on Amazon in the marketplaces, or they're getting something started in retail, or they're getting something started on a website. It's usually one of those or a variety of those. And today we're going to be talking about what are some of the best practices, some of the things you can do to bring your direct consumer store onto Amazon. Today's guest, uh, no stranger of mine, and, and, and I know the show has been introduced to some people at this company. Uh, we're, we're around all the time. We, we did uh, the Sale and Scale Summit together, um, speaking on panels together all the time. Mean Elias, welcome to the show. Dude, and we're going to party at Prosper together. Which and I, we're going to party at Prosper. Hell yes. Yeah. I, I was already hitting up uh, uh, about the parties. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm getting him. I'm, I'm bringing the right fits this time. Like, I'm ready to go hard. We're going to have a lot of fun. I have Ivy Drip scheduled to come to my room every day. <laughs> That's it, bro. You're not even kidding. You're serious. I'm not joking, man. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to have, you know, my breakfast. I'm going to walk, you know, talk, do all that fun stuff, recover for dinner, have a nice healthy dinner and, and, uh, and hit the parties, man. I'm prepared this time. And it's funny because we met at Prosper, which I fucking, I loved, man. You was know, it 2019? No, 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 no. It was, it was uh, 2021. Really? Time it feels like forever like, ago. It feels like forever ago. We met at Prosper and then we met again and then we like we hung out again at Prosper and Sell and Scale. So it feels like a lot of like Prospers ago, but it was at Prosper and, uh, you know, we we all got in that limo together and you told me the, yeah. the whole story, man. I feel like I was just going with the flow. I was just going with the flow and uh, some friends of ours were just like, just jump in. And I was like, OK, like and then I just found myself uh, with a lot of ballers and the night continued. And uh, that was one of the funnest years uh, of Prosper for me. It was just kind of like a blur. Uh, coming out of the pandemic, you know, and then it was just like e-commerce and Amazon community was really like, I guess, more aggressive in coming out of the pandemic than some other industries and groups, you know, and it was just felt so good to be around humans again. Dude, uh, totally. We're going to jam out. And uh, I know like for me, a lot of the business, a lot of the money, a lot of the meetings, a lot of the success, a lot of the gains are made, um, you know, in that off time, you know, there's a lot to learn from, from speaking and walking the floor, but uh there's so much more that comes from just the relationships you get at some of these things. I'm just coming back from the online seller cruise is absolutely awesome. Um, I get charged up there because I get, I get actual time with humans, uh, you know, and it's a pretty advanced group of people. So uh, 
you know, just getting to have some deep conversations about business, about people, about HR, about hiring and firing, about, you know, changes in the space. Um, yeah, I love it. I always love getting to jam with you. And, um, you know, I love that these events bring us together. There's no other real community. Is I'm not making a plug for any of this stuff, right? But <laughs> there's just nothing like this community, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of jamming, man, I'm ready, ready to give a ton of value on this episode. Uh, this topic is something that I am very passionate about, right? Because there is a system and a process that I've tried, you know, hundreds of times. And I think this will save a lot of people. Uh, because if, you know, the, the truth is your product might not be a fit for Amazon. And if it's not, I'm going to show you exactly how you can identify if it is or it isn't. I would love, you know, drew your feedback on it too. And then if it is, I just kind of want to be real with you and, and explain to you what it takes and exactly what you need to do to get on Amazon and succeed. So you don't, for example, get on Amazon, make a few sales, chill, and then realize that your, your honeymoon period just got burned. And I'll right. cover all that, all that stuff. Uh, or waste, or waste someone's time. Like my teams, like, you know, as much as we <laughs> like to collect money, um, what I hate worse is like, you know, really giving a hundred percent of our energy to a brand for several months, you know, and then they pull out because, you know, um, we have a limited amount of creative capacity and, and, you know, um, you know, you're diving in and the person's just like, you know, the brand essentially is like, ah, I'm just not ready to date. This wasn't a good fit for me. Like I, I need to be single a little bit longer, you know? And it's like, it's, it's not a win for anyone. Um, you know, so for me, I'm going to start us off just like for me, what I've kind of realized is, is when you're thinking about brands and, and like what kind of products you're selling, I love a brand that's doing very well uh, on the, on the direct consumer channel, like on their website, they figured out their customer lifetime value. They figured out their average order value. They figured out their messaging, their content, their branding, and they just really need an expert team to take them over to Amazon, uh, assuming they're the right fit. And we'll get into that. Um, I love it because if they figured out those things, the Amazon channel becomes so much more easier or so much easier, right? If, if we are launching on Amazon and they haven't figured out all these things because they've been selling to a big box retailer, you know, for the first few years of their business. And that's really, well, they know that they know how Best Buy operates. They know how Office Max operates. They know Office Depot or whatever those things are, but they don't really know their customer. Their customer is that is that big box retailer. It's not the, the direct consumer model. So those can be actually the hardest challenge, in my opinion. When they figured out D2C well, Amazon can do well. And I really put, I really put products into two buckets, demand generation and demand capture. Uh, and sometimes a direct consumer website can do really good on demand generation and have a lot of success. These are products that like might be inventions. They're getting exposed on social media. You're having to tell a lot about the product. Um, if someone's not searching for, for what you're selling and you put that product on Amazon, it can be pretty hard to get anything going and you can miss that honeymoon period. So I really think about those two just as a generic. I would love to hear your thoughts on kind of just how your methodology, your strategy around how you choose uh, what might be a good fit and what might not. Got it. So um, very good. I'm glad that you covered demand generation and, and demand capture. So a D2C brand comes to us. They're like, we want to get on Amazon. We have a filter, right? And this is this filter is like, are you going to succeed or not on Amazon? Step number one, is there demand for your product on Amazon? You go to Helium 10, uh, you know, you can go look at uh, search terms uh, and see how many people, how many thousand people are searching for you a month. Is, your, is the total number of searches for all the keywords that are relevant to your product, you know, 50, 100,000 uh, searches a month? 
or is it 5,000, 3,000? Example, uh, electrolyte powder. The keyword alone, electrolyte powder, is 35 to 40,000 searches a month. When you put all the variations, it's hundreds of thousands of searches a month looking for electrolyte powders versus gum massager. I had, had someone come to me and says, we want to advertise our gum massager. want to get our gum massager on Amazon. He was a dentist in Beverly Hills. And I'm like, uh, bro, I just looked up the search volume and the, and the demand for gum massager on Amazon. And it is very, very, very small. And then second step, just so we're not like biased. I'm like, I, I went and typed in all the gum massager keywords, looked at the competitors and the total addressable market right now is under 20,000, 30,000 a month. You, this is a very tiny market. Uh, there's a few, uh, there's, there's one, only one brand that's succeeding and it's gum G U M because it is a massive like national in every single store in every single uh, gas station brand. But so that was step number one is their demand. Step number two, is your product differentiated enough? If I put your product in the search results, let's let's leave reviews and, and pricing for now. If I put your product in the search results as a, as a creative and as a value proposition, does it stand out from the competition? Is there a good enough reason for us to cook on you? You have PICFU, P-I-C-K-F-U, and then product opinion. You can go on there. You can put your 3D render of your product. You can put the, the competitors. You guys can all have the same price and the same reviews. Like they do, I think like 15,000 reviews just so there's no bias at all. And it's like, which one would you click on and why? And if there's not a clear, like we'd click on you or at least like you could be like, eh, you know, 30, 40% click on you. And then you could change your image a little bit and, you know, manipulate it to sh show that like it has this thing or this feature you know, to enhance it a little bit. But if you're, if you're, if it's like everyone's going to click on everyone else and not you, you, you know, your product might not survive because it, it all starts at the search results. People are typing in for keywords. They see search results. Are they going to click on you? Yes or no. So that's the second step. The final step is, is your price point in line with Amazon? I had this dog booties company come to me and they're like, yeah, like we have these, they're from LA, right? We have these dog booties, blah, blah, blah. It's $75. And on Amazon, the average dog booties price is $25. And I said, bro, there's nothing we can do here. I mean, start a second line of dog booties and we can get it up on Amazon if you can like figure out like a low cost. But like that premium, the premium that everyone talks about, you can't do just premium because you're premium on Amazon. Like there needs to be a reason you're premium because this is aluminum and this is silver and will last you know, for 600 years, okay, that's premium. But if it's like, you're just a premium brand and you're trying to showcase it in a premium way or have premium packaging that I don't think that flies on Amazon, not anymore, at least. So those are my filters. Step number one, is there enough demand? Yes or no. Step number two, are you differentiated enough that from the front end, you'll be clicked on versus your competitors? Yes or no. Number three is your price in line. If, if you check all of those boxes, if, if you don't check any of those boxes, you will go to Option number one, which is get your stuff up and running on Amazon, get some reviews, protect your brand name. So all of your D2C marketing efforts, someone sees you in the store, says, uh, you know, buys you and then wants to repurchase on Amazon, you're there. They type in, you know, uh, Marknology, uh, whatever, they find you right away. You're protected, you look good, you have good reviews, so they're com comfortable converting. That's it. Don't expect you to take any of Amazon's, uh, you know, audience, uh, any of that market share. Or if you answered yes to all of the questions, then yes, you do qualify to get on Amazon. And again, you're going to be faced with an option. Do you want to be a nice, uh, you know, kind of gentle player and have your brand name, whatever, and do a little bit? 
or do you want to actually make money, like make Amazon a second like sales and revenue channel and you go aggressive? And and we can talk about that. I want to hear your thoughts, but we could talk about because both of us know what it's like to go aggressive on Amazon. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. I have one question, just like follow up. Would you... So for me, sometimes I know they have a main photo that's not that eye catching, but after working with them, we can get that photo, you know, a lot more dialed in. Do you go through, you know, product opinion or pick foo uh, with a potential brand or client that you're going to work with before you even engage? Or is that something you kind of suggest they do and then give you results? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, we always do that. We always, before bringing them on, um, like if there's any iffiness, if there's any iffiness, I'm like, Give me, give me your product. We're going to run it through. We're going to see why people are choosing other competitors and not you. We're going to iterate. We're going to change what your main image looks like. We're going to change your bottle, probably make it a little bit wider, a little bit longer. We're going to make your knives look sharper, whatever, whatever the thing may be, you know, just enough that we can kind of trick people, but like without really doing anything that's like, you know, bad, like, or unethical. And if if I'm confident, like, yes, like you're beating, you know, 40%, 50% or your position number one, position number two in the polls. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Or else, why, man? Like, like let's just spend, you know, $300, $400 doing polls, a little bit of creative cost, who cares, versus you want to give me a 10K, 15K budget plus my retainer and all of this stuff and then realize like, man, like our click-through rate is too low. We're not able to make this work. Our conversion rate is too low. We're not able to make this work because we can drive traffic. Like that's the easy part. I can get you from zero to a million impressions, you know, a, a day or a, a week, whatever, pretty easily, right? It's just launching campaigns and getting you the biggest amount of exposure. But will the people decide to click on you? Yes or no. And if we can't get past stage one, then I can't even do anything, you know, at that point. And so we we do creative first and then with uh, the price. So we make sure that like, listen, like you are desirable at that price point and we can always test different price points and be like, okay, man, it seems like you're only, you want to sell at $39.99, but you're only desirable at $27.99. Can we potentially do this for a while? Is there a way, can, can this work? And if they're mm -hmm. like, no, we're losing $2 on every sale. That's before advertising. I'm like, okay, I mean, you know, we got to figure this out because we can't sell that expensive. People don't want your product that expensive. We can try it for a month if you really want to, you know, spend a, a few thousand or five grand, whatever, blow it on a, a test. Uh, we'll find out for sure. Um, but I'm just letting you know, the first month is probably not going to be the best data because you need to get reviews. So if you're fighting that battle of like, I'm, I'm trying to get reviews and I don't know if my conversion rate is going to hold up because my price is not that great or whatever, you know, then it's, it's like, do you like, do you really want to invest in something that shaky? Yep. I agree. And I, and that's exactly what we're talking about. I was like, look, we've been doing this years. I can make almost anything work. Uh, but it's, what's that, what's that heavy lifting cost? How long is it going to take you to get there? How long is it going to take you to get that market share to get those reviews? How much are you going to have to spend because your product is like a maybe, right? It's like a, it's a seven out of 10 instead of a 10 out of a 10. And, and people, you know, people are confused by that. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about maybe some of the reasons why not to be on Amazon, or if you come to Amazon, what those models can look like for you. Um, what does a D2C brand need to think about? Let's say that they are the box, box, box. Um, they've checked all three boxes, and they're like, okay, this is a good fit. And let's say that they are going to kind of go hard and heavy for Amazon, try to grab market share, try to really grow, grow a brand, scale it out. Um, 
you know, what are the things they need to think about? Is it, is it learning the FBA model? Is it different packaging? Is it, uh, you know, uh, how to group items together? Is it, should they launch with all their products? Like, what are some of the other things they're thinking about as they're like, okay, I've got this website. It's going great. I feel like I'm going to be a great product. Or Mina's telling me I'm going to be like, I have potential on Amazon. What do I need to do to really get my brand ready to be on Amazon and just start thinking about? Great question, man. Great question. So first things first, uh, I love that you asked about, should I launch all of my products? Do not launch all of your products at all. When you start uh, uh, an account on Amazon, a seller account, you're given a thousand units max. Now, if you run out of stock, you are literally shooting yourself, am amputating both legs, essentially, by running out of stock. So your number one and main priority is to not run out of stock. You should have a lot of stock, and especially at a 3PL that is on demand, you can send to Amazon at any point in time. I would start with my bestseller, the one that I think has the, the, the highest chance of success. Send the 1,000 units in. And as you start selling through, you, you can send more in. And I would wait before doing anything with another product until you have a good cadence down. And you're like, okay, cool. We're selling 30, 40, 50 units a day. I know that the stock that I have right now is going to last me, you know, 45 days or whatever. And every 15 days, I'm sending another, you know, 15 days worth of stock with a 30-day buffer. We're pretty solid. And we, we have 2,000 units open. Let's send 2,000 units or whatever of a new product. Okay, cool. That's when you would think about launching another product. This is supply chain management 101. The, the reason that I stress this the first and the most important is because if you run out of stock, I promise you, you are going to come crying to me and Drew and you're going to say, we were doing so well and then we ran out of stock and then we can't crack 20 units a day. And I'm like, that's what it's like because you run out of stock and I think Amazon just says, this is a shitty seller. They don't even know how to manage their supply chain. They shouldn't be selling that many units. The, uh, theory, obviously, I have no one knows, right? No one knows what Amazon thinks. Even probably employees at Amazon don't know how the, how the algorithm operates. So now that you've got that down, you picked your product. What are the things that you need to do? You build the listing skeleton. The listing skeleton is essentially you, you create the listing and you fill out as much information as you can. Not the bare minimum. Anything like the category, the diet style, the color, the material, everything that you can fill out, you put that in. Then you need the SEO, title, bullet points, backend search terms, anywhere else that you can put search terms. That, you know, you have a couple of options. I love using Data Dive. So go to Data Dive and then um, you can pull your top eight competitors and then you can create a listing that that has all of the the right keywords to have a very high seo value it quantifies your seo value it says you know your your top competitor has 980,000 you know seo score you can go 1.1 million by having all of the keywords and it tells you which keywords you've captured in your title which not same with the bullet points so once you've crafted the seo now you have a pretty much complete listing it has the price it has all of the back end stuff it has all of the seo What's missing is the creative. Uh, definitely need brand registry. So make sure that you have your, your um, trademark ready to go. You're going to file for brand registry. And all of this is happening. Obviously, the listing is closed. You're not going to launch. You're not going to do anything. From there, um, you, you need to create the creatives. Main image, that's, that's where you, the, the, a lot of the heavy lifting is, is uh, like creating an image that is very catchy that people will click on. So going to pick food you know, put your existing, you know, main image, what would people choose you or your competitors? Why would they choose your competitors? Reiterate, make your 
text bigger, put more fruits. Uh, you know, if you have a three pack, make it look a little bit, maybe make one big pack and with a times three, stuff like that, right? Just a lot of iteration, nail down your main image so it's very desirable. Then the rest of the images, your images have to sell your product in a way where you assume that they're not going to read anything else in your listing. They're, you're like, okay, wow, my when I have this humidifier in my house, I'm going to breathe easier. It cleans up my air. Um, it's better than everyone because it doesn't accumulate this, it, you know, accumulate mold, whatever. Da, 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 da. All of these things that make your product better than everyone else's and all of the reasons why I should do it. You know, and, and if you don't know why you should do it, because maybe you're not that in touch with your market, like Drew said, maybe go and do a, a, a what is it called? A focus group and ask them, be like, what do you really care about? Or go even easier, Helium 10, review insights. Take your top comp top 10 competitors, download all of the negative reviews, download all, all the positive reviews, put it into fucking chat GPT, dude. Ask it to, to summarize why people love products and why they hate products. And then yep. make sure make sure that is very clear. You know, you I, are I want to harp on that. that. I want to harp on that just a little bit because like uh, Mino runs a, a PPC agency, right? They focus on advertising, media buying, PPC. It's the biggest, it's the biggest offensive weapon we have uh to i mean sure you can use it for defense it's the biggest offensive weapon we have to launch brands and products on amazon um the content piece is something that the ppc only does as good as the content only as good as the story people don't think about it like a flow like some simple things to think about is like from image one down as you go down the images um you know what message are you saying they should be like this is the product this is this is what it does this is who it's for think about you know, I'll see the the language change. Uh, let's say it's a it's a mom selling a baby product. It's got like the mom's the hero, the mom's the hero, the mom's the hero, and then a couple images. They're talking to the baby. Why why are you talking to the baby? The baby's not the one buying. You're you're talking to the mom, right? And so just those simple things of like the way that they're messaging, uh, or it's like you know you're going on a date and you're just like me 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 me. No one wants that. No one wants that on, on a date sitting across the table. Uh, it's a conversation. It's a conversation through images. You know, it's uh, if they took away one thing from each image, you'd be doing good, in my opinion. Like one clear point from each image, like let's say air cleanliness and ease of use and, and easy to clean and, and affordable or whatever these things like you, you're sending one message with some some uh, data behind it that will back that up. But if they just saw the image and kept moving, wh what are they going to feel from that image? What are they going to take away? And there's, you know, there's a, there's a science to this. It's art, but it's a science, but it's storytelling. Um, and, and the PBC should also be conveying those things that are, in, that are in the images as well. Um, so just talking about the images, talking about the content, like don't half-ass it. Uh, and, and we're already talking, these are, these are direct consumer brands coming to Amazon. So at some level, you should have already figured this out uh, on your website. If you're converting and you're selling, it just has to be repurposed uh for the amazon marketplace but i'm passing back to you i just wanted to give a couple of things i see that people are doing over and over it's driving me crazy i i so i really want to pause here for a second so this is the problem with d2c brands is because you are speaking a different language on amazon so you cannot use your d2c content you're you're on d2c you have a different advantage you are driving traffic through a, a creative that is then landing on a landing page that is then telling a full story on Amazon, you have eight images max to to tell that full story. You and and on on D2C, you're you're bringing someone in, you're convincing them, hey man, you're you're gonna like this. 
on Amazon, you're convincing them, hey man, we're better than everyone else because this is a comparison game. It's a bodybuilding show. There's six products next to each other. They, they all want your money. And so that's why when you speak, when you use creatives on Amazon, it needs to speak to the Amazon shopper, which is saying, what I'm looking for something to disqualify this product. Okay, I'm looking at a vegan protein. Just give me something. Give me the, don't, don't tell me that it tastes good. Don't tell me how good it absorbs because then I'm going to disqualify and my, my decision is going to be easier. So you also have to think about it from like the Amazon shopper perspective. How do you shop on Amazon? You go, you look at a bunch of products, the one that's most eye-catching, you look at it, you're looking to disqualify it for any reasons. And the one that you can disqualify because it kind of seems to cover everything, it's in your price range, well-reviewed, answers your questions in the FAQ and the listing. There you go. Let's buy that one. And so that's that's the shopping uh, pattern. Just make sure that you're you're um, kind of addressing it. So creatives, exactly what we talked about in terms of the images. A plus content is a way to showcase more. So you you sold your product in the first eight images. You have another five modules plus like your brand module in A plus content. You can sell the brand even more. Make them you know, emotionally get in touch with the brand and then continue to sell them. It's, it's healthier for your kids. Uh, it it uh, helps in uh, dry environments. If you live in these areas in the United States, oh, I live in California, dude, definitely. I need this sort of thing. So now that that's done, perfect. It's, it's like you have a, a coffee shop and when you go in the coffee shop, it's going to smell good, right? But there's two components left. What's the price of the coffee? And do other people want this coffee, which is your price and your reviews. So now we have a good, a good product. We, we always had a good product. Now the, the, the store smells good. So when, when that, Andrew was talking about the traffic, when I start pushing PPC, people are coming into your listing. They're like, ah, this smells good. I want to buy this, right? Then obviously price, price is price. Like you'll never know until you test, like, let's start with a lower price. Let's increase our price and monitor click-through rate and conversion rate and see how that and like profits and how that affects everything. I recommend starting with a lower price always, building that traffic and, and increasing your price over time. And then the final piece of the puzzle is, uh, without talking about external traffic, which Andrew, I know we can talk a lot more about that too, but it's, uh, let's get reviews. Now, within terms of service, you're not allowed to do anything to get reviews. But we both know that if you don't have reviews, it, it, people are going to be like, I don't want to buy your product. I've never bought a product with you know under 100 reviews. So what we do, this is not, not within terms of service, but we find all of the potential people that would buy our product. So I'm selling uh, like a cat thing, like a cat snack. So I'm going to all these cat pages and these cat me, whatever, funny cat videos. And I'm hitting up everyone, 100 people a day it, from the comments and DMing them. Say, hey, we just launched a new amazing catnip snack, whatever. Are you a cat owner? We'd love to get some in your hands. Yeah, I'm a cat owner. Amazing. You know, are you on Amazon? Okay, buy it on Amazon. Send us the order number. I'll reimburse you. And then I'll follow up with you in, in a few days. Five days later, hey, what's up? How did your cat like this product? Oh, she loved it. It was all over, blah, blah, blah. Perfect. Cool. Would you mind leaving us a review on Amazon? And that's how we do it. And here's another thing that we do that is, again, even more get into the gray hat. We launch a variation first that we get reviews for. So when the main, you know, star, right, comes in, then the, the listing already has, you know, 55 star reviews, 105 star reviews. And so on day one, when we start spending the, the heavy budget on the main uh, product, you spend the heavy budget on something that has a lot of reviews. So 
if you got all of those bases covered, the only thing left now is let's start spending money on PPC. And PPC, you cannot be nice and easy. If you really want to win market share on Amazon, you have to hit the ground running. In the first 30 to 45 days, there's something called the honeymoon phase, which basically means Amazon doesn't know anything about you. Uh, and it's starting to learn about your performance and how good of a product that you are. So it's going to start evaluating you based on your sales. If you have a high sales velocity, even if you're not profitable, if you're losing money, but you're forcing sales velocity, it means that the product is in demand. I think for some reason, Amazon hasn't done the how much ad spend versus, you know, they just know like, okay, they sold 50 units. Great. They sold 60 units. Great. It doesn't matter what the conversion rate is. It's just, it's selling a lot. And so we've seen when we launch aggressively and we're starting to sell a lot of units very quickly, we spend $500 a day. We make 500 in sales, spend 700, make 700, spend 750, make 900, spend 750, make 1200. And as the reviews come in and as that sales velocity keeps going, Amazon is going to start ranking you organically high. And they also do that specifically in the honeymoon phase because they want to give you an advantage. So sometimes you log in, type in electrolyte powder, and there's a product with 72 reviews on page one. And you're like the top of page one. You're like, dude, what are you talking about? I have 2,900 reviews, four and a half stars. I'm on the, the bottom of page one. How is this guy there? Because they're like a casino. Exactly. They're trying to learn. They're gonna, is this is this guy going to make it in the first 45 days? Yes or no? So that's the time to really spend a lot of money. Get your, eventually, that one extra as, as your organic rank goes up, you're going to have an equal number of, of paid sessions, at, which is visitors, to organic visitors. And that ROAS, total ROAS starts becoming two and then two and a half. Don't think about making money in the first you know 90 days or whatever. But as that momentum builds... And, and you're selling and everything is good and the reviews are coming in, you start tapering off some of that not so profitable keywords, you know, maybe 158% ACOS or whatever, like 0.5x ROAS, you start slowly bringing those down. And now you're left with, okay, maybe we're not spending 750, we're spending 500 uh, and our ROAS is a little bit better, we're a 3x ROAS. And that is usually like how we bring a, a brand to D to C, uh, you know, to hit the ground running. I love it. I have a few more questions. Uh, before I do, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor again. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io. We can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Okay, so we've talked about like you know what we're doing to launch a brand, how we're thinking about it, some tips and tricks, some little gray area. You know, we use Amazon Vine reviewers um we use a bunch of different things like that if they don't already you know this is if it's a d2c brand maybe they have an email list maybe they've got social media they've got some of those favorite facebook customers group. that they can reach out to a facebook group maybe they've already got some of those things we're not talking about a product that's just being launched on amazon we're talking about a product that's doing as some presence at least in d2c that they're doing um you know for me like kind of pioneering this space uh for the longest time uh, a lot of the thought leadership that was out there that was like putting stuff out there on the web, on forums and communities, on Upwork, wherever was, uh, you know, a lot of these leaders in Facebook marketing. Okay. They were, they were like leading the way. If you were, had a great Facebook ads team or great Facebook ads strategy, um, you were making millions, you know, it was this, I'm talking about the heyday years when it was like, you know, we we're crushing it 15 before that 2012. Um, and they had a lot of clout. They had a lot of, they had a lot of, uh, 
people listening to them. Um, and they were essentially saying like, why would we push traffic to Amazon? Uh, Amazon's just going to cannibalize your sales. Let's keep everything in the direct consumer, um, you know, kind of ecosystem, this cycle. Uh, they definitely didn't believe in like off Amazon traffic to Amazon or Amazon being a, a secondary arm of their business or any of those things. It was very anti-Amazon because mainly because they couldn't attribute sales. Um, you know, they, they knew Facebook, they wanted to keep it that. And so there was this fear that was really kind of like cultivated, I think, by a lot of the thought leadership around off Amazon media buying, um, this fear of Amazon that, that consumer brands that were doing pretty well on their website were just afraid of Amazon. Instead of seeing it like an additional sales channel, they definitely saw it as competition. But we both know that uh, that's not really the case. You might have some of your website customers buy on Amazon, but overall, you're going to see um, you know, growth on both of them if you're doing it right. There's a big difference between directing traffic from, let's say, a Facebook ad to a landing page that converts on a website and what you get from that. You get the email, you get the funds, you get, you know, you get their address, you get some of that data. On Amazon, like you said, you, you're driving 700 PPC and you're getting 700 in sales. You're driving, uh, you're paying for traffic, getting them to the page, which is the Amazon page, getting conversion, getting less money than on the website, getting less data than on the website. But what you're also getting is this ability to go out there and get the next sale. Like with that momentum and that sales rank and that organic ranking that starts happening, that does not happen on a website. Uh, so it's something very unique to the Amazon platform that until people really knew about it, there was enough thought leaders even kind of talking about some of these different ways it could be done better on Amazon uh, and why it wasn't cannibalistic. Um, I just am passionate about that because I remember just really having those conversations and really believing in in this Amazon strategy, what what are some of the things, let's just open this up for discussion, what are some of the things that consumer brands, direct consumer brands might fear about Amazon, that they don't know what's true, kind of that ability of invest in the first 90 days, that will continue to grow way past your investment if you're doing things right. Um, what are some of the things you've seen uh, just working with these types of brands, maybe the good, the bad, or the ugly? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying like, yeah, like if, if we launch on Amazon, it, you know, it might take away from our D2C. Well, uh, what happened when iOS 14 happened? What happened to your D2C? It, it all went to shit. You were at the mercy of Facebook. Uh, now, at least you're at the mercy of Facebook and Amazon. And listen, Facebook is not aligned with your goals. Facebook is not aligned with making sure that you sell the most amount. Amazon is because every sale, they make 15%. And then if you're FBA, which, you know, obviously we strongly suggest you are because Amazon prefers FBA, then they're making additional money from their, from their whole like third-party logistics, essentially. So Amazon is very incentivized to making your brand succeed. Now, because it's so big, they have a, a big robot that sometimes takes people down unfairly and all of this stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, they, they really, I mean, they've kept improving their data. They're improving their advertising. They're giving us... Amazon experiments with A-B testing now. So they're, they're helping us, clearly. We speak to them, you know, the reps and stuff there, and they're like, yeah, we're trying to do our best. Now, it's not their fault that they are just not doing a great job. They're like a trillion-dollar corporation, right? It, it's so easy from the outside to say like, oh, they could do this and that better. But anyways, Facebook is different. Facebook... You know, Facebook is, they're selling you money, they're selling you ads, you know, they're, and they, and they know what they have and they're, they're constantly selling you, you know, ads. Now, whether you convert or not, 
there's, there's not going to be on them because they don't have any direct relation with the, with the fulfillment of the product or they don't make money on the conversion of the product. So when iOS 14 hit, you went down. For all the brands that were diversified and had a very strong Amazon presence and were eating, you know, that market share and they were, you know, they had 2 million on D2C, a million on Amazon. When their 2 million went down to a million on, on D2C because their Facebook got completely destroyed, they only went down 30% versus everyone else who went down 50% and more. So that's also something to consider. I mean, that's that, that, that difference uh, could, is what makes or breaks your business. Uh, you know? I think a lot of times it's that they, you know, if they have a good direct consumer business, they probably have a good Facebook ad agency. They probably have a good, maybe it's them, maybe it's someone, you know, someone that they found that's helped them get there. They have to have some way that they've gotten a lot of traffic. It usually comes from like an influencer brand or it's, it's Facebook ads or Google ads, something like that. And they've got a good team to do that. And a lot of times what I'm just saying, I'm saying this for the benefit of anyone listening that that might, that might be the case is um, what if you had a great person on the Amazon side that was also giving you great advice uh, on what can be done, how you should approach it, how you should not approach it. Um, you know, the truths behind some of these things, instead of just that, Maybe you have that great uh, Facebook person on your team, um, but they don't know what they don't know. And so I think the best mix is really to have uh, a great Amazon team, a great Facebook or media buying team off Amazon. And then how can those two things work together and really strategize? Um, and when you start thinking like that and you get holistic, uh, it gets really exciting. And I mean, those are my favorite projects to work on because we just have all of these weapons all these uh, tools in, in the toolbox, so to speak, that we can use to essentially make this this brand launch, uh, you know, more successful. It's it's not um, uncommon for for me if I'm dealing with a you know three to five million brand and direct consumer to launch on Amazon and in six months hit a million dollars in sales. Like it's not that uncommon with, with with a brand doing three to five million on the website to also find a million pretty fast on Amazon. Um, so I know what that would do for so many businesses. Uh, that are that are in that kind of range. Uh, what would an extra million do? Uh, as everything is getting harder, you can find another million, one point five on Amazon, um, and it also makes you look much healthier uh, to sell. If you plan on on selling your business um, to already be on Amazon, be maximized there, be strong, be defense, be defensible, have a moat, so to speak, um, is is another advantage there as well. I agree, man, 100%. I think the, it, it definitely helps in, in diversification. But we've also seen like, as you grow your D2C, you're going to get that halo effect of Amazon. And so and and so you're getting the halo effect on Amazon, you're getting acquiring Amazon customers, um, and, and everything is growing. I don't think like, you have to force, you, you know, you to capture every single uh, customer that you have is data, like, do your best on D2C, do your best on Amazon. And, and what if, what if I told you, listen, man, like you're doing 2 million on, on D2C. If you put a big push in Amazon, you're going to be doing 6 million on Amazon and 2 million on D2C. I mean, okay, cool. Like, are you going to say no? You're, it's, it's the EBITDA is EBITDA. You know, your, your valuation is your valuation. Like you're, you know, you're going to get a lot more money by having a bigger EBITDA than having all of the customer data. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's maybe going to improve your valuation a tiny bit, but it's not going to, you know, add a million to your EBITDA, which is, gonna be what like three to five million when you exit more so you know you tell me like do you think having the customer data is what's gonna drive an additional million or opening up an entire sales channel that you know there's thousands and thousands of shoppers and you know the total addressable market is you know a million a month and and you all you need is a couple hundred thousand 
uh, you know. From- yeah, and there's there's ways to get that customer data as well. I mean, from from getting direct, uh, you know, your keyword data through PPC, I think that's absolutely huge, and you can get all of that. Uh, your zip codes, you're able to get like you know have inserts and uh, you know do stuff with your packaging, do all types of things really to touch your customers. Um, it's not exactly the same way, meaning everything's not apples to apples, uh, but there's still tons of opportunity there, and people usually overlook that. Um, as we get close to the end of the show, uh, two more questions for you. Like one, what would be um, you know the last successful direct consumer project uh, to Amazon? What, what what's the last one that you've worked on? Tell me, tell us a little bit about that project if you can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so there's two. One that I, I'm going to briefly mention because I feel like it's a little bit unfair, but it is a very, very, very big lashes brand. And we literally got them up with branded uh, campaigns and they're doing over a thousand a month in under two weeks. So they're uh, sorry, a thousand a day, uh, over a thousand a day in under two weeks. So this is a very big lash brand. They're doing 30 to 50 million off of Amazon. And again, this is just through brand presence. They're already, you know, it's been two weeks and they're all doing a thousand a day. I mean, I, I can see them doing a million uh, by the end of the month, you know, run rate. I love that. And more. And this is, we haven't even started going aggressive, right? This is just branded. Um, now, the one that I really ha- have was passionate about is um, Neurogum. They are uh, a caffeinated gum. They were on Shark Tank. They're mentioned by Joe Rogan. Um, and I think recently they're, they're going to be mentioned by uh, Huberman Labs. So incredible creation. I'm friends with the founders. They came to us. And this is a product that is... You know, it, it's a, a new in its category, but the category is there. It's a, it's a small category and it's growing. And they came from D2C and recently they were like, listen, man, our Amazon has overtaken our D2C. And, and, and it's crazy because the biggest reason that they're not doing twice as much as they're doing now on Amazon is that they can't keep in stock. Because every single time, like Joe Rogan mentions something like, we run out of stock. Um, you know, they're getting like million dollar POs from, from like retail. And so they have to divert to, you know, uh, like their stock there. So that's like been a really, really exciting one. And, and, um, it's, it's amazing and very enjoyable to work with brands that are like really good, solid brands. They have good branding. They have a good product. They understand their market. And, and they know the game there. And this is, you know, a brand that came to us, their D to C was, uh, about like, you know, one and a half times their Amazon. And then by the time we were done, both, both grew, but the Amazon is one and a half times the D2C. And that was a very proud moment. I mean, I can speak for myself and I think I used to speak for you too, but it's just like, as someone that's been doing this a long time and I still get joy out of it. I like working on projects like that, where, where you're just getting to work with great teams that know their stuff. They've got a great brand. They know what they're doing. They're thinking holistically. It's just a lot more fun. I mean, sure. We win too. It's a lot easier to have conversations when you're winning, uh, but wouldn't we all like to win over and over and over, you know? So for me, it's like as much as it is, uh, are you guys a good fit for us? It's like, man, I would love to work with projects like that where you're just you're just picking the winners, um, you know, and it, it's there's those perfect fits. And it's just like, look, you can literally get a success, a success story every single time uh, when you're picking the right products and the right brands for Amazon. I think uh, it really is that easy. OK, so uh, as we dial it as we dial it down. Where can people contact you? Where can they follow up? Where can they like stay in contact with what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, you can hit me up on LinkedIn, Mina Elias, M-I-N-A space E-L-I-A-S. You can also email me at Mina at triviumco.com, T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com or go to the website triviumco.com. We have a free audit if you want to take advantage of that. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, or Instagram at the Mina Elias. I'm pretty receptive, like LinkedIn on Instagram, definitely. So message me if you have questions, you're like, you know, is this a good fit? Is this product a good fit? Do you think it's going to work? Um, you know, like what's the strategy? Can you take a look at what we're doing? More than happy to. Um, and yeah, man, I, like you said, dude, I love you know, it, it feels good to when you're when you're doing this work and, and you're helping people, but it feels really good, man. When you see people, when you see other people win and they're like, dude, thank you so much. Like you really made a difference for us. It Like that's the like the it's like a selfish thing. It's like but it's such a like a dopamine hit. Like, dude, like, oh, man, Mina, thank you, dude. Like you really helped us out. And it's like, man, it makes it worth it, dude. It makes all the bullshit, all the other little bullshit stuff that we have to deal with, you know, in the agency space. Um, it makes it all worth it. I 100% agree. I, like I said, I started this conversation. I was just, I love this community. Uh, and, you know, I think every great leader has a servant's heart uh, at the core, you know, at least the good ones. And um, it's one thing to do stuff and find some wins for yourself. It's another thing to like coach or lead some others into getting some wins. It just feels a lot better. You, you're going to be a little bit less like you don't have to worry about the ego as much because it's somebody else's win and you just get to enjoy it with them. So, you know, I still love that stuff. I love jamming it out. You guys know um, Mina is one of the real ones. He, you just hit him up. He'll hit you. He'll, he loves to jam it out. So, you know, hit him with your questions, hit him with your stuff um, and just watch him work. As I, as I like to say, watch him work. Um, he always leads with value. So always fun jamming with you, Mina. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you for providing a lot of value. Um, I think in, you know, 45 minutes here, we covered a lot for a lot of people. Um, and, and I look forward to getting some of the results about what people thought about the episode. I love it, man. Thanks, Mina. Shout out again to our sponsor. If you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, let Fullscale hope. When you visit Fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let the platform match you up with a fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At Fullscale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit Fullscale.io. We'll see you next time, hustlers. Until then. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.